0: Hello and welcome to Inspired Men Talk for solution-focused therapists born in four different decades who openly and honestly discuss their perspectives on the issues surrounding men's mental health. The things that stigma say we don't talk about. Today the question we had in mind is what makes a man? We've been really lucky to have a guest come along, Sonia. And Sonia is the founder of Lads Need Dad. So, Sonia, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Okay. Hi. Thanks for having me on. So, my name's Sonia Shaljean, and I'm the founder of a project called Lads Need Dads, which is based in northeast Essex. And Lads Need Dads, it's called that because it's a truth. We believe that everybody needs a dad, but particularly boys. Grown up without a father figure, they're really high risk of lots of different things, which I might talk about today. And we've been going about eight years. We work with boys that have absent fathers or limited access to a positive male role model. And we basically walk with them throughout their adolescence. So potentially up to eight years of their life, which is a long time. So we're not a quick fix. We're not a, a, a few weeks course or an assembly in a school We are literally walking alongside these young men, helping them become a man, you know, going from a boy to a man.
0: Wow. A really influential part of their life as well. So it sounds like fantastic what you do. What we will do is mention your uh, website at the end of this. Um, We'll also put it on the description of the podcast. So anybody who wants to find you um, and what you do and maybe support you or maybe get some help from you will be available to do that. So that's fantastic. So, Sonia, we've got some interesting questions, which you may be able to give a perspective which is different to ours, which is you know what we do. But we was looking at your website earlier, and one of the things it says on the website is young lads who don't have that man in their life, that dad in their life, probably suffer much more than most in in lots of different ways. But the question we had is what makes a role model uh, you know a a, a positive male role model in fact um what would you say that is i know that's a big question
1: (laughs) no it's a good question um because i know if i was a mom of a son coming on my program i'd want to know what kind of men are going to be influencing my child so i'm in charge of recruitment because i love recruiting And I'm always looking for great potential to work with our boys. So what I look for in a role model, or I would call them a mentor, because there's quite a difference often between a role model and a mentor. A role model is often someone you look up to, you know, like famous people or, you know, sporting superstars, Marcus Rashford, people like that. Who actually won't be able to have a one-to-one conversation with you or put his arm around your shoulder and say, hey, it's okay, we can get through this together. He's too unreachable, isn't he? He does great things, but he's a role model, he's someone to look up to, aspire to. A mentor is somebody that can be that friend, that guide, that encourager. So the kind of man that I would look for is a man that is a good person, first yeah. of all, he's got mm-hmm. morals, um, is kind. Funny, compassionate, gentle, all those kind of which sound like feminine traits, don't they? But they're not because men can be all of these things. Strong as well, you know, Um, and interesting and full of knowledge. You know, those kind of people that you can go for a walk with and they'll teach you something about the tree that you're walking past or the, the weather or history, you know, knowledgeable. So I kind of look for a mixture of all of those things. But importantly, somebody that has um, respect for himself and for other people, really important. And maybe they may have gone through different things in their life because life isn't kind to everyone, but they've worked through that. Yeah. So I sometimes interview men that do end up really offloading on me and it's mm. obvious that they're not quite ready to
0: yeah.
1: come alongside young vulnerable males because they may have undealt with issues from their past and some I get phone calls saying I just want to help a boy and I'll always ask what is your motive behind that and either it could be I had a fantastic upbringing I had a brilliant father and I just want to give back to those that don't have that opportunity and that is music to my ears yeah then on the other hand we might get men who say I had a terrible time my dad rejected me, I, I don't speak to him anymore and I want to give something back. So I would probably do a little bit more digging with that person around whether they're quite ready. Have they dealt with, for example, their their anger towards their dad? Because that can build into bitterness, which can then act out in behavior towards other people. And that is not the best kind of role model that I would want our boys engaging with
0: yeah i mean yeah. that that does okay. sound that does sound like a quite comprehensive tick list you it have is. to you it know is. to support someone else um yeah. i'm just wondering what everybody else thinks cuz i you know for me sitting here looking at these guys and i know these guys really well i could say they'd probably tick all of them but it's also about how you feel i'm going to go to peter Peter, you heard that list of things. How how would you measure up?
2: Um, before I before I do that, I want to say something that, that is really lovely. When we first came up with this idea for this topic, it made me instantly think of my father. What is a man? It made me instantly think of mm. my dad. And then, so to to have you here, Sonia, is is really lovely as well. And the things that you say make me think of my father. Oh. Um, and that's really lovely he is that knowledgeable person that will tell you about the trees i still can't do that but he tells you about the trees and that that's kind of been a really lovely thing for me to feel that like feel that connection back with my dad he lives in ireland he's still alive but he lives in ireland and and just to feel that connection just by thinking about this particular topic has been a really lovely week for me how do i measure up to that so i wow yeah i, I was um raised by my mum until I was 11 so my father and my mother got married when I was 11 um so I've gone through those kind of issues of being without a father figure and he then he then kind of changed my whole um my whole outlook on life and he was very much that provider uh in my view you know I was raised in the 80s and 90s And he was very much the provider. He would go out and work. I don't remember him ever having a sick day. He would never, you know, he was never off sick and he worked in the construction industry and he would be out rain, wind or snow. Um, And yet he had all of those characteristics. He was kind. He was funny. He was a gentle giant and is still, for me, a gentle giant, even though he's a little bit smaller than me. So, in in relation to that, how do I feel? I measure up to him? I, I always say to people, if I'm half the man he is, I'll be twice everybody else because he's such a, a huge person for me. But yes, I think those those kind of characteristics are things that any kind of person that's got this stuff together and then in a in a good place in life will have. So, yeah, I feel like I, I measure up to those those characteristics.
0: Wow. That's excellent. And thank you for sharing about your relationship. That was special. Ben, completely different perspective, maybe.
3: It's interesting. It was listening to what Sonia was saying. It was quite emotive. It was making me compare myself and ask that question. You know, do I measure up to that? But also ask me, what, what is my motive for helping helping people? Why do I do it? And if I look at my life, I've dedicated my life to helping others from from an early age. he did make me think of my dad, but my dad um it comes almost as a little bit of a double-edged sword. I am incredibly proud of my dad and I loved yeah. him with all my heart. he He died when I was 20, but it, there was elements of my childhood which um growing up, I grew up in a conventional household, mum and dad, but he had a temper. Uh, and that temper would sometimes, would more often come out when he'd have too many drinks. And so, I, if I look at my childhood, I grew up protecting my mum on those rare occasions that he he would come home, and that would be on display. And so, in in essence, I had to grow up or have a an older head on my shoulders quite quickly, in order to deal with that. Couple that with my mum's mental health, it means that my experience in life from a young age starts to become sort of a vast knowledge or experience a wealth of experience that i can help deal with a variety of situations which i've used moving forward an awful lot so you know to think about whether i tick the box i guess when i look at my experience that i've got from childhood growing up but also managing and dealing with a variety of situations both uh, at home but equally in my job as a police officer or working in the ambulance service I absolutely do it for the reason that I want to make a difference in someone's life and I want to be able to share an experience or enable them to have an experience that perhaps they've not had the opportunity to ever do in their life and that's important for me and if i if i take that into the policing context very briefly so i don't hog this but i think a big learning point here is it, that role model of being a police officer has a vital role in trying to open those conversations up to the younger people to the younger generations and making sure that we take time to understand what they're going through rather than just necessarily be the consequence for those young people and and putting them in a system which actually impacts their life and changes their opportunities in life further down the line. You know, if you get convicted for something, it can rule you out of so many things. Would it actually be better if we look at promoting that as a safeguarding victim perspective and trying to get them on track with with schemes such as lads need dads? Yeah.
1: that, can I just add something there mm. it perfectly leads after this podcast I'm interviewing a chap to be a mentor and he's a serving police officer and yeah. we're actually going to be doing a lot of work with Essex police wow, and they releasing some of their officers to come and train as mentors and that's exactly what you say Ben if yeah. we can if we can just create a relationship with boys with with these serving officers, but they will be wearing the lads need dads hat, but it will give an insight to these officers about the lives of these young boys and what they're facing. I think it will really help change their mindset on how they deal with them as potential offenders in the future, or not them, but males, Mm -hmm. because I consider males to be very high risk as a a gender when it comes to offending. If we can try and equip people particularly police officers now, with the knowledge and the understanding of why males are so high risk and why boys in particular from homes where there isn't a father are even higher risk, then I think we could change a lot. Yeah, And I
3: think that's really crucial in the current climate. You know, I think that almost becomes a concern that we can't talk to people anymore because it might result in a complaint it might result in something coming back against me but actually that's probably the most crucial thing that you can do if you end up coming across them and dealing with someone is trying to understand and open that conversation up yeah
1: it's all about relationship that's what it's all about Yeah, why it goes so wrong for boys at school sometimes you know you come alongside them ask them what feelings are driving the behaviour that they're expressing in a classroom setting or in the playground? What's going on behind that behaviour? But too often, teachers, and because they're up against it, trying to manage a whole class, haven't got time to explore that. So they're dealt with in a more punitive way and yeah. then it escalate and then we see exclusion happening. But yeah. if we just took time to understand what was driving that? We could save ourselves yeah. a, a heartache. Uh, yeah. I'd
0: like to get Chris, Christopher's perspective because, Christopher, you sit across three or four different strategies. You're a dad of a young boy as as well as two daughters, but you're also a, a youth leader when you do bushcraft in um, camps and things like that, as well as a scout leader. How – you know, Sonia's given us more to talk about than I think we've ever talked about, and that's just mm. one question – um yeah how does that fit for you one do you fit up to it
4: I mean absolutely I mean like the rest of you when you were talking about it Sonia when you was listing these um different attributes that you like to see in people I would like everybody else I was sitting there checking them off on myself comparing them to my dad's and yeah it it sounds like a long old list of things that you need to adhere to if you like but actually one of the interesting things you said was they sound like feminine traits whereas uh, that didn't even come into my head before but now you've said it actually yeah that does raise that they do sound like feminine traits and that kind of comes back to that what makes a man is it being able to go down the different avenues of different traits and being able to put across different ways of feeling your emotions to these young people I mean like Gary said I work with young people quite a lot I have a son myself and as a man myself in those positions I do quite I I am always checking myself to make sure I'm being the best I can be for those people And, and it's just an interesting spin you put on it really I think I do hold up to most of the things that you said and it, it, even down to those little things like the impart knowledge when you're just casually doing something, not a sit-down ritual of, right, sit down, I'm going to teach you something, just a, I'm going to share with you. I think that's more what it is, isn't it? It's being able to share knowledge and not just knowledge as facts, but knowledge in how to deal with your own emotions. So those feminine traits, as they may seem, I think that's just a man in his intellectual state being able to intellectually manage his emotions. Does that, yeah. does that make sense to everyone? It's a bit of a ramble.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it does. But I've I've listened to all of that, and interestingly, when Sonia was describing the the the, the mentor, um, the role model mentor, I'm th- sitting thinking, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no that was
1: my wish list it's it's hard to get all of those that's that's what i in the back of my head i'd love to have but you're not going to get them all but
0: everybody knows me quite well and (laughs) inside there was all a tick yes but my display the person what most people know possibly would not necessarily see that you know and and that's because where I was brought up, how I was brought up. You know, Peter, you talked about your dad, but you didn't actually come into your life until you was, you know, older as a boy. Well, I had a dad and I had a stepdad. And I got both, both amazingly, and both of those ultimately shaped who I am today, but also where I came from. And I come from an era of you showed no weakness That whole feminine energy, you might say, I have it in abundance. But it took me 45 years to dare let anyone see it. Mm -hmm. So it's only fairly new because I'm ex-forces and this and the other. So discipline was the key. Um, And it doesn't mean mean discipline. Doesn't mean hurting people, but everything has a place and a place for everything. And it's—I'm not that extreme because if you look at my my desk, if you could see what's around me, you'd see that it's not true. Mm-hmm. But actually, who I am and what I believe I am possibly are very different based on that list.
1: And who you're with,
0: I think. Oh, that that changes dramatically. Yeah. Do you know what? That that that's a really good point.
1: And that's why I think you said something
0: really interesting
4: as well. Sorry, you go.
1: I was about to say we uh, are for part of our induction. We have to um, put the men through training, and it's group mm. training. Yeah, and it's really, really interesting how men, when you put them together in a group, can actually be quite different from mm. how they interview one to one. So I am part of the whole recruitment from the minute they make the phone call to the interview that they have to the training as well, because. It's really interesting how men can change according to their peer group and the men that they're with, Um, and it's there that we make our selection process of whether somebody's right for our program or whether it's Mm. right for them as well. But it can – I've had some very – I could write a whole book actually on Mm -hmm. on the different experiences I've had, how someone can present very differently one-to-one, and then suddenly they become – completely different when they're influenced by their peers and uh things can come out that they haven't fully checked themselves on <laughs> yes and uh yeah it's interesting
0: yeah. yeah yeah that makes a really good point christopher you were going to make a point and then i'm going to move on to the next question
1: um it just
4: it kind of ties into both of what you what you both have just said where you mentioned that you had a dad and a stepdad and you you are you mentioning that people act differently depending on their situations i think Having them multiple role models is a really important thing. It's something that I've come to terms with um, in recent times. Um, when I split up with my ex-wife, um, they've now got myself as their father, as their role model, and they've also got other men in their life now. They've got grandparents. They've got lots of different male role models in their life. So I feel like having those different role models is really important as well, because then you can almost... I say choose, for lack of a better word, you can almost choose the sort of person you want to be. You can idolise one role model or you can combine traits from all different ones.
1: I I think that's really important for people. Totally. Look, group group is so important. Like you say, you can choose who you, you can take a a mix of all of the different men and there might be one particular one that you really like and you're drawn to. But I think good role modelling is about helping that young person be the best he can be not be another oh. duplicate of somebody else. Do you know what I mean? There's certain traits we see in people and we think I'd like to be a bit more like that and a bit more like that and maybe have my hair like him or dressed like that. And then you can pick and mix really. And that's what a group offers, isn't it? It's that opportunity to to look and, and see. And there yeah. might be some that you're drawn to than others in personality. Uh,
0: um, and I think that's where you mentioned you mentioned footballers and pop stars you see a lot of people following the fashion as it were so that's definitely role model and you're and you're taking that to a deeper level of mentoring and and you know that's amazing i want to move on to another question if that's okay one of the reasons we set up inspired men talk and it's inspired men talk is we're for male therapists who hear people and their challenges all day long and many of our clients are male just wondered what your view on the constant mental health message which is out there all the time and we're getting forced fed it that men don't talk what's your thoughts
1: i think it's a myth men don't talk yes they do um give them the space the environment the listening ear the opportunity and they do talk I've got to say I've worked in groups with mixed men and women and men on their own and if you mix a group and you have men and women in a mixed group for example when I used to run anger management courses often the men would take a back seat and the women would do all the talking because we naturally are quite relational and talkative Mm. Um, but give a group make it all male for example and it just goes it just they just go with the flow but I think that's why I model lads need dads on group work-based model, but all the same gender. So it was all men and boys together. And what's important is the boys see the men talking, and that gives them almost permission to talk and open up themselves if it's mirrored to them. But if they're not seeing it mirrored to them at school, because there's hardly any male teachers, for example, or at home where there's no male, then they need to see it mirrored with, and, and I, I just think group has a power in itself. You only need one man to start talking or one boy, and then it the almost is like a domino effect and everybody will start to talk. But,
0: so so what I'm hearing is men do talk. Yeah. However, the situation, because of the lack of mentors, lack of men already talking, is hindering that, that opening for them, that scenario.
1: Yeah, if you don't what? see it modelled to you, you think it's 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 not the done thing. We get mm. so much feedback from mums early on who say, "I can't believe my son's actually speaking to me now. He actually mm. talks about his day at school. He talks about what he's done at Lasney Dads. He sits down and talks about how he's feeling. He never used to do that before he came on the program. And it it's not like a magic tablet they're taking. All we're giving is opportunity to be." with other boys and men, and practice emotional literacy, understand what it is to feel and understand the feelings of other people. And when you get that together, there's no stopping them. There's no stopping them. Yeah.
0: Christopher, do you find that happens within your youth groups, the things you do when you're working? Because you predominantly work uh, with scouts and things like that, So, as well as bushcrafting.
4: Yeah, I think... (laughs) i mean not so much with um having one specific gender because wh- everything i do is mixed gender but i think just taking them into a different environment starts that process as well i think once you talk thinking about the bushcraft, that stuff that i do strip out everything that they used to put them in a new situation and it encourages them to explore new parts of themselves as well and it encourages them to talk about it and mm-hmm. It definitely, I think throwing them into different – not necessarily throwing them or forcing them, but putting people, and particularly young people, in new environments and giving them different opportunities and doing something different just helps spark that as well.
0: Do you think that's, think that's because really you get involved? Sorry, do you think that's because you get involved?
4: That I mean, I think matter. so, yeah. I mean, you're talking about, about – back. yeah, talking about the mirroring thing – it is that um we call it a monkey see monkey do when they see us enjoying ourselves letting loose having fun with whatever it is we're doing they're going to do it as well i mean we've had um 15 16 year olds singing nursery rhymes because you can you you throw yourself into it and get and they will throw themselves into it so it, it all comes to the same thing if they yeah. see you talking and opening up they're going to do it as well yeah yeah it's what they will feel more confident the more numbers are doing it excellent safety in numbers isn't it yeah
1: i completely concur with that chris because uh, we do loads of outdoor activities and bushcraft sailing fishing you name it lots of different outdoor experiences yeah. and the mentors engage in it they're not sitting on the sidelines watching the boys they're climbing the climbing walls they're taking part in the archery they're taking part in everything we do so i do look for physical fitness as well as one of the attributes, because <laughs> right uh, I like them to do running, you know, whatever they can with the lads. And See, that's a,
0: that's another no.
1: Even play fighting, <laughs> even play fighting, they yeah. like doing wrestling, MMA. Yeah, yeah. You can make the physical stuff they so need that. And boys who yeah. grow without dads, without an access to a father figure, don't get that opportunity to to play as as children to do that play fighting where they learn boundaries. Mm. Um, and their own strength. And that's why I'm a massive advocate for big yeah. social arts for young men who don't get that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Peter, how does that all fit for you? You know, men- yeah, it, I,
2: I, just before we came on here, I, I did a little bit of uh, research on men's groups. And there are so many men's groups in London. I'm London based, and they're all just specifically men talking groups. So you know it it is clear that there's this need for men talking, and it's it's getting there. It's you know people are going to these groups and they are talking um and and so, I think that myth that's being perpetuated is wrong, and I think we you know we did that in our first in our first episode. we kind of talked about that and and with the mirroring behavior i mean there's there's science behind it, right? We have mirror neurons. That when we see people doing things, it builds that connection, and we want to do it, which is you know a really strong positive yeah. influence. So I think it's lovely what you're doing there. But yeah, I think again, it is something that we we constantly do talk and and having that negative uh, message reinforced and resent out is only hurtful to men's mental health.
0: Yeah, wow, Pete uh, Ben, what do you thought? I know, and then we're going to bring Sonia back in.
3: So listen to it. I mean, it makes me think of uh, I did a 12 week program with Prince's Trust um, as part of like leadership development. And um, obviously that's part of me going there as a the police and the group. there. And there's a, a mixed bag of males and females. But there was one individual in particular, a young lad, and he had got into trouble on several occasions. And actually, the police weren't the best friend for him. I specifically remember the leader of the group saying to me, are you actually going to tell them what it is you do? Or are you just going to tell them something different? And so for me, this comes down to the big part of this is, is sort of your authenticity, your, your transparency and honesty. And of course, I'm going to tell them who I am, because if I don't, I've just lied to a group of young people and broken all their trust for the past 12 weeks. Uh, and of course, it didn't go down particularly well at the beginning. He was off. oh, for God's sake, you know, I don't like them, this, that, and the other. But by the end of that program... He was the one who was talking to me about his upbringing Mm. and the problems he'd faced. And he didn't have a mum, didn't have a dad, didn't have a brother because they were all in prison. And he hadn't had that mentor that role model to guide him on the right path. But So I think a big part of any interaction that we have is how you come across uh, and the space that you hold, which is down to that mirroring as well, but just being genuine, being open about who you are, And authentic,
0: yeah, uh, I, you know, yeah, and I think Sonia mentioned that self-respect level, and I think that comes yeah. to it. I actually find it a little bit challenging. um I totally believe men do talk. I say it all of the time, and that's obviously you know why we set up this podcast because we say it all of the time. How I come from a, an area where it was shut up, don't talk, you have nothing to say because you're too small. You don't show feelings. You don't show. So I come from that area where men don't talk, you know, and that was drummed into you, taught you. It was shown to you. No men tw- talk. So I'm not sure whether men do talk or some men do talk. All uh, men will t- all men will talk, but some men don't because they don't know how. And this is what we I discovered last week. It's not that most men won't talk. The men. They don't know how.
1: I love that. Absolutely spot on, that is. All the all the people I've worked in the past, the drinkers, the drug users, the offenders, all came from homes where it was not, it was reinforced that, you know, shut up, be quiet, get to bed if you misbehave. Mm. And their role models, their own dads or or mums or whoever, may not have been that kind or supportive or, you know, towards them. Depends, also I think the class you grow up in as well. I'm a working class Northerner who grew up around exactly the similar situation Mm. to you, Gary. You Mm. know, you're not allowed to show it, and then you swallow those feelings, and then unless you're given opportunity to unpack all that at some point, if you're lucky enough, Mm. and that those undealt with issues, feelings, whatever, can come out in your relationships when you have them, and that's when. When it all starts to go wrong for some people. So, yeah, mentor, but they need to be given the opportunity yeah. and, and to be taught how to. And this is why I set Lads Need Dads up it's to help boys understand how to. It is yeah. like language. So, we literally mm. teach the boys, we get the, a set of cards which have got a different emotion on each card. Yeah. And it gives an explanation as to what that word means. And then we get the boy to think about a time when he last felt sad or lonely. Mm or embarrassed, or ashamed, and we literally teach them one by one these different types of emotions, mm. because if nobody teaches you, how can you be expected to know that language? Because it really yeah. is a language of its own. We yeah, it is. Literary. And yeah. I've seen too many men over my years of working in the field who have not been taught that, so they've yeah. swallowed their emotions by drinking instead, mm. or by drugs or by getting angry or not dealing with their
0: stuff and as therapists we know or all, yeah. all of us know that they're coping mechanisms because they yeah. can't express so they learn to cope That's and normally right. bottom of a bottle bottom of this bottom of that you know so absolutely we i think we're all in agreement that men do talk they just need the right surroundings atmosphere everything else yeah. we're nearly at the end and i just want one last question Question. I mean, we've already been going 35 minutes. Like um, yeah. Um, so, last question I've got is for Sonia, and we'll all chip in because we can't keep our mouth shut. We're, we're, we're quite gobby ass lot. Um, but you work with young people. But what would you say to the likes of us or other people like us, men 30, 40, 50, 60 years old? who don't know how to talk when when men don't talk how would you help men men's mental health
1: start small start get get two good friends that you trust and be accountable to them meet with them regularly talk to them have have them have them watch your back and you do for them too. You know, like a triplet almost um, where you know that you can call on one if he's not around, you can call on the other one. You know, just agree as a three to be honest and open and transparent and non-judgmental, and start there so that you've always got that go to person. Because if you decide to make a wrong decision or choose a path that is not going to be good for you or for your family or your relationship, think before you do it and go and talk to those two friends that have committed to be there for you and you there for them and that that's how I would start
0: Fantastic. you know um or so if you body don't have any
1: <laughs> then try and find a group like you know Andy's Man's Club or all mm-hmm. of those but for some it's massively anxiety filling yes. to walk into a, a room full of guys you've never met in your life and if you've got attachment issues which I know is a real psychology word for people that don't understand but if you're feeling insecure in yourself you're probably the last place you want to go to is a group full of strangers so it's, it is about finding who in your life could you call on and meet with for coffee or a drink or whatever and and get that support from because in that time of need, if you are feeling at your lowest of low, you need to have someone there to turn to because too many people are, are taking the wrong route and taking they their are. life, and they feel lonely and isolated. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody said, who have I got? Who are the two people in your life right now that you would trust and you would tell anything to and you know that they'd be confidential? And if you haven't got anyone, you need to start working on yeah on am getting them finding some new friendships or building some
0: but starting small and just finding a buddy you know, yeah just someone you and, and that accountability word which we use quite a lot when we work is quite important by the sounds of it not hammer home accountability but just check in and just double check that you're just moving forward a little bit
1: yeah i think having three though has a real power in yeah. it yeah you, have, you can, as a person, have the ability to manipulate that mm. one person. Yeah. But when it's two, you know, you could be talking, one person's yeah. listening and the other one is listening and watching. Yeah. Um, so I do think three is quite good to have, a regular three friendship. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So that, that's a wonderful bit of insight, which we've never spoken of before. Um, we're now quite near the end. So thank you. No, it's I told you we, we're we're really are nice. just getting warmed
1: up. Come
0: I know. On. So 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 with that in mind, and I haven't asked the other guys, you talk about something and you mentioned it on your website called emotional intelligence, which I think is a, a really big topic in itself. So I wonder sometime in the future whether you'd come on again with that as your topic, emotional intelligence. We've got a lot of science around it, which we do. We've got a lot of therapy around it, which we do. But actually, from your perspective of seeing it in action all the time with youngsters and they're growing into their emotional intelligence, that would be an amazing uh, topic. So if you're willing, if you like us now, um, you know, now you've been on with us once. If you're if <laughs> maybe we'll in the future. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an invite if you ever want to come yeah. back. Um, but thank you so much you you know seriously, forty minutes have gone past, and we've barely started. It's been amazing to have you and you've really i mean these guys I've never heard them talk so much, so thank you for that. I
1: they were quite quiet. I was expecting a lot more. <laughs>
0: well we 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 I've told them
1: say, sir, I appreciate that
0: No, we want you, you know they all hear us all the time we want they wanted everybody wants to hear your perspective oh, as well, you. so that's right, important.
1: No, good questions as well, actually, thought provoking and not the same questions that I often get asked, which is nice,
0: yeah, well, that's good, cool. and hopefully we can ask you even more challenging ones next time if you come back on, but always. We we only deal in positivity, and that's what you know. You brought so much of that to us. So thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. No problem. And do you want to just tell everybody? Thanks, Sonia. (laughs) Do you want
1: to? Thank you. nice
0: to meet you all. Sonia, do you want to? So even Chris. I can
1: see
0: his mouth he'll moving pick,
1: he'll he'll he'll
0: pick up. His I, Yeah, I think his camera keeps racing I think he's probably the most likely to be somebody who works with something like you do. Do you yeah. want to do you want to give everybody what how to find you? Yeah.
1: So if you want to hear more about lads need dads, you can literally just Google lads need dads and you'll find us straight away or if you want to get the exact website it's ladsneeddads.org
0: excellent thank you and we'll put that on our description for the website so thank you for listening to our podcast that proves men do talk
3: If you would like more information or support, then please visit
4: inspiredtochange.biz where you can learn more about us and the Inspired to Change team. And remember, the conversation continues on our social media, Inspired Talk.